Hi, I'm David, and I'm the host of the Cool Jobs Podcast, a conversation where we dive deep into some of the coolest jobs on the planet. This is the home for jobs you've never heard of, or ones you never thought about before. This podcast is for students, learners, dreamers, or anyone who's interested in finding out about the coolest jobs around. I'll be speaking with experts across a wide spectrum of career possibilities with the hope that you'll find inspiration for your own career. Thanks for joining in. I'm your host, David Earnhardt, Associate Director for Employer Relations. Joining me today is Nicole Will, Professional Wellness Tour Operator. Nicole, thank you for joining us for the Cool Jobs Podcast. We're excited you're here. I'm really glad to be here. Uh, Fun to talk about cool jobs. (laughs) (laughs) Well, first things first, uh, tell me a little bit about your background and how you got to where you are. Sure. I love this question and I will try to make it the abbreviated version because it's a little long. I grew up in Florida and um, really, you know, I went to college in my hometown and really had a restless spirit that was in the background the whole time. So once I graduated college, I held a series of seasonal jobs. I worked on a ranch in Colorado, a Boy Scout camp in the Keys, a ski resort, um, and landed in Asheville, North Carolina in 2008 to work in wilderness therapy. The home of restless spirits, Asheville. It really is. The gig economy and all things cool jobs. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, so I, I really... Uh, ping that as as the start of of my actual career life. The rest of it was fun, um, and obviously was uh, you know building my life experience, and that was valuable. And also, uh, wilderness therapy is when I sort of felt like I had found a path. Uh, and wilderness therapy is for at risk adolescents. Um, They're sent into nature (laughs) where there's wide open space and um, you can be away from distractions, chaos, trauma. Um, It's a nice break, although most of the kids um, coming in were not excited to be there, but just a really valuable experience for all of us, staff and students alike. And uh, I I did that for some years and came out of that as a uh, professional hiking guide which led me to Ecuador, where I was planning specialty travel for uh, groups like yoga retreats. So in Ecuador, in the Galapagos and the Andes, I was planning adventure, yoga, hiking, retreats for other instructors who would bring their group and I would run logistics. And met a lot of wonderful people through that experience when I decided to move back to Asheville one of them was starting a, a wellness tour company and invited me along. So, um, an adventure yoga retreat that I led in Galapagos brought me back to Asheville <laughs> to, <laughs> to found Asheville Wellness Tours. That's awesome. That's such a cool story. And um, I would imagine that your passport has quite a few stamps on it. I, I think it you've has been, done yeah. well. <laughs> yeah, it has some stamps. I know I have to renew it soon and I'm sad. I'm sad <laughs> do you get to keep the old one? I, I, I've never known. Like, Do you get to keep it at least like mounted up on your wall? Like you can make a little shrine to your, <laughs> uh, to your travel. <laughs> yeah, I should. I'll, I'll look into it. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> well, tell me a little about the, the history of the business. Uh, you know, how did you come up with the idea? You know, what iterations had it gone through since you started it? You know, how do you market it? Like, tell me a little bit about the actual operation of the business. Sure. So when um, my, my original business partner, Kim, and I uh, came back to Asheville at the same time, there was a, a woman in town who was leading a walking tour, and it was a collaboration uh, between Dobra, the tea house downtown, the Asheville Salt Cave, and this yoga instructor. And they would introduce downtown to people through the wellness lens and have them all meet these various businesses. So at the time that she was leaving town, Kim and I were coming back in, and it started as the walking tour downtown and yoga hiking trips. Um, Kim, my business partner, had been leading yoga hikes since 2011, I believe, uh, and here in the Blue Ridge, moved to Alabama, was coming back. So we, and I was planning the uh, adventure yoga hiking retreats in Ecuador. So we sort of combined that piece and added it to the walking tour. So it was meant to be those two things, a walking tour and yoga hikes. Right. And the iterations, I mean, since then, at that time, there were just a handful of ways to experience downtown. And there are over 20 now. <laughs> when you throw in like rooftop bar tours and the pub cycle, there are scavenger hunts and comedy tours, literary tours. I mean, it has really... Um, the options are nearly limitless and it has really exploded in popularity, this idea of a walking tour of downtown. Mm. And Asheville's so wonderful for that. There are all of these different niche uh, interests that you can cater to. But anyway, we knew or we were seeing, oh man, we, we've got to, we've got to do something. This can't just be these two things and, and continue to be successful. So we just started listening to our guests. And we found that most of our guests were groups of women traveling together to celebrate something. And they had questions. Where do we stay? Where do we eat? Uh, where else should we go? And, you know, we were sharing a lot of recommendations. Then we started saying, you know, we'll just do it for you. <laughs> let, <laughs> let, let me help you. And in my background in, in adventure retreats and travel logistics, uh, you know, I was planning these multi-day, two-week adventures for specialty groups. So it was a very easy transition for me to just do that here locally and um, with my, my business partner's expertise in the wellness world, um, it was a pretty seamless transition. So since those we had those two items, we've really expanded to build a menu of experiences that specifically cater to groups or even um, solo adventurers or couples who are looking for this kind of custom urban wellness experience. Hmm. So and now it is a beast. We still have those core offerings, but it's just um, become this wildly different thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, take me through the idea of a, you called it a wellness urban retreat, I think is, I think are the words that you used. Um, and take me through that a little bit. Like what would, what would a day look like? Like, like what could it, what could it be if I was so inclined to be a bachelorette and was interested in being <laughs> uh, on an urban wellness tour? 
Uh, first, I think you'd make a fabulous bachelorette. Second, <laughs> I think uh, the, beard, uh, the beard goes well with bachelorettes. I think it works out. <laughs> it does. You just put some glitter in there and uh, yeah, and you're <laughs> off. <laughs> yeah, so that my perfect day um, looks like, I mean, you want to have a balance, right? This whole idea of an urban retreat is, a, is balance. You're not uh, needing to, so some people want to go away and focus solely on wellness and self-care. Maybe a yoga retreat in Costa Rica comes to mind when I think about that sort of experience. And while that is definitely possible here, Asheville has so many things to offer. So what we like to do is balance the arts, the food and beverage scene, the outdoor lifestyle, all of the pieces that make Asheville great to create this idea of a balanced urban wellness experience so that you can go out and have tasty beverages and have a massage and go on a hike um, and, not, and, and get to experience the, the whole picture um, with little samplers of each bit. <laughs> so the perfect day for me would be uh, forest bathing in the morning. So it's a, a meditative stroll on a private reserve. Um, with a, a guide who has a, a nationally recognized certification, which I didn't even know was a thing, to be honest okay. with you. It is a thing. Uh, so forest bathing, really magical, hard to describe. Um, take a little break for lunch. Have a massage therapist come to you wherever you're staying, your mountain cabin, your hotel downtown. Um, have another little break if you want to go walk around downtown, do some shopping, and then have a tarot reading in the evening uh, before you go out on a rooftop bar tour. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I like the idea of ending the day with uh, returning some of the toxins that you removed in the morning. I like that. <laughs> That's right. they, yeah, they call it detox to retox. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I love, I love that. So, you know, how do you find, you know, locations that are good to work with? You know, I, I, how do you, I noticed on your website, you have a lot of like practitioners and teachers and tour guides and, you know, that's kind of a unique skill set to be able to kind of sit on both sides of the fence there. So, um, you know, how do you find good people? And also, uh, you know, how do you find locations that would be good fits? Yeah, that's an astute observation, actually, because uh, I am very impressed with every person we work with because they do have that uh, that skill set. And really, I, you know, there are a lot of wonderful wellness practitioners in Asheville whose passion is just one on one and uh, they're fabulous. And I refer to them all the time. But to be um to work with us on the regular, we're looking for folks who are passionate about working with groups. Um, there's this idea of really supporting connection. So connection to nature, each other, the town. Um, and I really, you know, whatever it is they're practicing, having their passion also be uh, related to that group experience is very important. So whether that's a practitioner or a location, uh, like the salt cave comes to mind is a fabulous example. They have the cave that you can rent as a private group just to have that time that's set aside. And there's nothing for you to do but relax, connect, uh, and practice some self-care. So having that group element is really important. Um, and having it be an experience that can be meaningful within the group context. 
So um, a, a group tarot reading, for example, can really spark conversation that lasts long beyond the reading and opens the door for uh, this deeper connection and bond in the group. Even though it's a lighthearted, fun experience, you, we often hear from people that say like, hmm, I didn't think about X, Y, or Z in this way. And, and, and they continue that conversation as they've gone home. So, you know, I, I think the elements need to be uh, group friendly, obviously, and, and lighthearted and accessible enough that it's a, maybe a little bit out of the comfort zone of at least some group members, but not too far out. When you're celebrating or you're with your crew, your, your people, maybe there's a little more willingness to try something um, unique. And oftentimes we're opening the door, introducing uh, something that then these folks may go home and pursue further. So I, I think to, to try to sum that up, that sounds like a, a lot of words coming from my face, but <laughs> uh, group oriented, lighthearted, and it has to match, like the, the passion has to match with the business um, or guide or practitioner um, and, and the interest of the, the group. I like the idea of being in, in a space where you can um, be so clear minded in your own focus, as far as, you know, what you're looking for from a, from a practitioner or from a site and then being able to articulate that. I, I imagine, you know, it took a little while and you had to kiss some frogs to, for a while to, uh, <laughs> to find the ones that, uh, that actually ended up working out. Um, we I did. can imagine that might've been, uh, might've been a challenge there for a little while. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, one of the things when we're talking about yoga hikes, you know, we have a, a yoga hike that's just 30 minutes from downtown. It's two miles round trip. Uh, an hour of yoga at the top. And I uh, come from the uh, background of being a hiking guide. And so I previously was on these multi-day adventures and just really was like, no, there's this great six mile hike I want to share with everybody. And I knew for sure everybody's going to want to go and do yoga on this bald that's three miles off. And they don't. Mm -hmm. And we've just, you know, they don't have enough time. They want to sample. Uh, they want to do a little bit of everything without feeling rushed uh, while still feeling relaxed and rejuvenated at the end. And we just had to, you know, again, like I said, when we're deciding what to do with the walking tour, listening, listening to the guests and just like, well, what do you want? And, uh, you know, we've all, we've thrown a lot of things up onto the menu that we left for a while. And then two years later, we're like, nobody's ever booked this. What were we thinking? Yeah. <laughs> Take it off, move yeah. along. You know? yeah. Well, give, what's an example of one that's like, Oh man, that was a, that was a mistake. That was a bad choice. That was something that was just a miserable failure. And then, you know, maybe what's one that you were kind of surprised by is like, I didn't think that was going to work, but it totally did. Like what's a, what's an example of those? Yeah, you know, uh, luckily we haven't run into anything that was like, ooh, that was awful. I mean, we just, Asheville has this beautiful, deeply rooted wellness community. And I, I have not met a person yet that I'm like, you know, oh goodness, that was, that was a bad, that was a bad choice. There are a couple of things that we've tried to add that I just knew people were going to love, like essential oil blending. But it's not like doTERRA and you have a presentation. It's at 
the aromatherapist Woodland Apothecary. She has custom blends that are created from the personalities of the of the native plant life. I mean, just like layers and layers of depth to this that were too difficult, I think, for us to convey that mm -hmm. we that that we just couldn't communicate clearly enough to people. Uh, when folks would participate, they were blown away. What was this experience? And would actually often pursue a longer relationship with that aromatherapist and uh, ceremony and teaching with her because it was so wonderful. But it, we just couldn't uh, we couldn't convey that in in a sound bite. You know, mm -hmm. um, there wasn't a way. And I think too because we were up against this idea of DoTerra and Young Living, like the the bigger, corp, more corporate feeling oils that people already have access to. So you know, why would I? I don't. I don't need to go to a, a woodland apothecary. This isn't unique enough. Um, mm. So those kinds of things have really surprised me. You know, that's, I'm just picturing like going and seeing like the inside of a Smurf's home. Like I just, you know, <laughs> I'm just picturing this, this like woodland apothecary. I don't care what you could buy in the store. Like that just sounds like a really cool experience. <laughs> it's pretty fabulous. Yeah. yeah. I mean, she regularly has bears and turkeys wander through the yard and she has beautiful outdoor space. You know, I just, uh, I knew, I knew everybody was going to love this and nobody books it. Um, and, and yeah. tarot is one of the most popular items on the menu. And that shocks me every time. It, 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 is that because people have heard of it and they kind of know a little bit about what the experience should or could be like, or is it, you know, always wanted to try it, but never, never knew. I mean, what is, what are your, what are your clients telling you? Yeah, you're spot on. I think it's that idea of, man, I've always wanted to try this and I'm with my friends and we can do this as a group and we're in Asheville. Why not? You know, I think it's, it's just far enough outside of a comfort zone for some people. And often there's someone in the group who has experienced tarot or a reading with a medium and they're saying like, Hey, let's just give it a, tr let's give it a try. Like, and, and all the readers uh, we work with, you know, it's all from a, a, a lighthearted and positive place. Mm -hmm. And I think that makes it feel more accessible too. Like this isn't going to be a dark, scary experience. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I can imagine some back alley tarot readings that might, uh, that might change your mind on, on the practice. <laughs> yeah. You just like, what is the intention going in? And this, in this, an intention from a positive space makes it more accessible and appealing, I think, to, uh, to people. That's awesome. Well, let's go back a little bit. Let's, let's uh, talk about your experience in Florida and, and Ecuador and, you know, these kind of uh, putting together of tours and putting together logistics and two week long excursions and, and backpacking trips to the left side of nowhere. Like, you know, uh, <laughs> uh, did you get training for that? I mean, were you an event planner? Like, did you get training to do that? Or were you kind of self-taught doing all of that? Self-taught and following my interests, which mm. I feel very lucky um, to have felt like I had the space to do that. And I'm, I attribute that to my strong roots in Florida and knowing that my family was there. It's sort of like this rooted, safe feeling of I, I can go home, but n explore the world. It's, I, I have a hard time putting that into words, but I, uh, this idea of self-taught 
um, and following my interests. When I was working for the Boy Scouts, there's an, uh, an adventure camp in the Florida Keys and just really was noticing how that experience changed the participants in such a short period of time. So the quietest uh, kid in the group is all of a sudden the group leader by the end, or <laughs> the one who really thought he was going to miss his uh, devices, um, couldn't care less, uh, you know, uh, swimming and snorkeling and fishing and whatever. And to notice those changes, I just thought, well, gosh, there's got to be something to this. Mm. And following that, I, you know, I went to, uh, out in California, I was living on a ski resort and enjoying, but that seed was planted. And I just, you know, I just kept thinking about it. And I went through kind of a dark period out in California. And when I was coming back towards the East coast, I revisited that idea of nature and the opportunity for change and healing and space and, uh, ran across a training for, um, Wilderness First Responders. It's a basic medical training for um, if you're going to be out in the wilderness and you don't have an ambulance. And what if an emergency arises? How do you use these sticks? Like, what do you what do you do? How do you what vitals do you check? Uh, how do you get this person out? Um, how do you make an evacuation plan? All these things. So I just took that course thinking, you know, well, this that's interesting. And I have nine days. So why, why not? <laughs> and in that class, I met three people who worked for the wilderness therapy program that I went on to work for. And they spoke so passionately about the work they were doing, the, um, the company they were working for, and the change that they were witnessing uh, that I pursued it from there and um, interviewed with that company and moved to Asheville and, and started that, that work. Uh, that leg which, of the leg of the journey there. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it's a fabulous um, concept and it, when it's done right, it's, it's really powerful for the participants, the students. Um, and also the lifestyle is not super sustainable as a staff uh, when you're out for eight days and off for six and sleeping under a tarp and carrying the weight of this emotional space that most of the students are in um, and really diving into that every time and, and, and coming out of it and diving in. And it's just like living two lives. So I did that for three years and um, it was really fabulous. And also I just, you know, when I was grieving one life to move into the other, I knew personally that it was time to to step back. And um, from there, then was like, well, th this hiking idea and sharing this natural world with other people is incredibly powerful. How can I continue to do that? Guiding hikes mm -hmm. um, was where I landed. It's really fascinating to hear about you know taking something that you're kind of passionate in and grounded in and then going and trying some things and saying, you know what, it, it was really valuable for me. I learned a lot at the same time, boy, it's not for me anymore. You know, there's this uh, kind of concept of uh, being willing to walk away and being willing to, or being capable. It, maybe that's a better way of saying it mentally capable of, of moving into a new space as your, um, as your interests change and as your, uh, 
emotions evolve and, and as you're able to um, really kind of look at things with more clarity um, after having some experience in it. I think that's really, that's really fascinating. So thank you for telling that. That's really a, a, a beautiful way of, of kind of talking that through. I really like that. Yeah. Well, you summed it up nicely. I, I wanna, I'm taking some notes like, how did David say that? so concisely <laughs> that is that, not one of my strengths <laughs> well that's the that's the joy of being the listener <laughs> you, get to, uh, you know <laughs> i've I found that if i try to talk too much i end up just screwing everything up so uh, <laughs> pick your spots it works <laughs> nicely done thank you <sighs> So, um, you know, maybe tell us a little bit about, you know, folks that you've worked with. You mentioned your, your business partner and, and uh, you know, some other kind of folks in your, in your past. But, you know, did you have mentors or did you get, you know, folks to help you get started um, with this, with all of the transitions, I guess, in your life? Yeah, that's a great question. I feel like at each junction, I met someone who inspired me. Um, and I met them because I was asking questions or pursuing an interest like that. Let me just take this uh, wilderness first responder course. And I met those three people who I cherish deeply to this day because that was such a powerful experience for me that they just shared. So I think it's a lot about like asking people, um, you know, beyond this kind of standard question, like, well, what do you do? What do you do? But why, what is exciting about what you do? Or why do you do what you do? Or how did you get there? I think asking people those questions can be really valuable. So those three people in that wilderness first responder class, you know, I had a teacher way back in high school, um, my humanities teacher, who was there teaching high school, but her passion was what she was sharing. She was sharing with us what she was passionate about. And that to me was such a difference. There were other teachers that I had that blessed them. Anybody who's a teacher is my hero and amazing. And you could tell they were not passionate about the material. Maybe they were at one point, but they weren't anymore. And so this humanities teacher, you could feel it when she was sharing with us. It wasn't, she wasn't teaching us, she was sharing. And she, every summer would take students to Europe to show them what she was passionate about. And I, you know, worked a, a job and saved up my pennies and went on that trip. And that was a turning point for me when I talk about having this restless spirit and needing it to be nurtured in some way, to see her in her career, sharing what she loved and able to do it in these different ways, like with that summer trip, that was so much fun for her. She loved it. And it kept everything she was doing fresh because she got to revisit the places that inspired her to share her passions with us. So it was just like a, you know, this constant revisiting of the passion for her. So that was really powerful. I had a friend in college, the one who um, encouraged me to work in the Keys for the Boy Scouts actually, but he was always uh, organizing adventures for all of us um, and fostering a sense of connection through experience that's really stuck with me. His name is John Sheets and he went into the Peace Corps and was in Ukraine working um, at orphanages and came back and was able to translate those experiences into work with um, foster homes and foster programs in the U.S. And recently he and his wife and their little baby were living in a van in New Zealand and he's been a bicycle tour guide and uh, worked in social work and all this. So he to me is like a 
um, a mentor by witnessing, you know, just watching like, what is John Sheets going to do next? I was huh? just going to say, is there any like, um, you know, keep it up with the Joneses with, with John that you have to do? <laughs> yeah, totally. I mean, you know, I, just all those pieces, like share your passion foster connection through experience, uh, watch what other people are doing, like who inspires you. And, you know, I, being in the Peace Corps and going to Ukraine was not something that really spoke to me, but uh, working in the Keys did. And so just like, I think these collections of, of pieces and then the point that you made that I thought was so valuable was just having the self-awareness and taking a moment, taking a pause to evaluate, like, am I still passionate because we're not going to be passionate every day uh, of our job life or life in general. You know, we, we ride the, the waves, but being able to step back every now and then and just reevaluate, like, am I still excited about this or believe in it strongly enough that I am as effective as I can be in this role? Mm. Um, I think that's really important. I think it's important for you personally, for me personally, and also for whoever you're working for, um, whether that's yourself or someone else. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for that. That's really uh, a nice uh, kind of thought about, you know, having having a teacher that was uh, in your in your past that um, hopefully you got to share some of your experiences with as a result of their um maybe tutelage or uh, inspiration and then um, some friends who, who challenged you to, to really get out of your comfort zone and, and try some big things. And um, that's a really neat story to be able to, uh, to share with folks. So I hope you have, I hope you have reached out to them and said, Hey, you remember that time where we went and, uh, right. <laughs> or you remember that time you posted on Facebook where you were in a van in New Zealand? It's <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, uh, you have some really big news to share. Uh, so if you wouldn't mind uh, sharing with our listeners as uh, you have a very recent change in your work. Uh, so tell us a little bit about that. I do. Yeah. So uh, I feel like when I said, you know, it started in this wilderness therapy really started me on this trajectory and then hiking guide, the travel logistics, the wellness business. And now I've accepted a position with Explore Asheville, the Convention and Visitors Bureau here, and just really feel like it's this beautiful combination of all of these things. Like all of this has led to this and who knows where this is leading. You know, this, maybe this isn't my end, uh, end career, but uh, I'm very excited to step into this position that will now support many uh tourism businesses in Asheville. So with the wellness tours, you know, I had this idea of supporting the wellness um, community that already existed in Asheville. So highlighting people who were already doing wonderful, powerful, magical things and connecting them to a larger audience. And now I'll be able to do that for the tourism community and the solopreneurs and the small businesses on a grander scale with a, a larger team for a, a greater, a bigger organization. And so I'm, I'm really looking forward to having that sort of impact or that the ability to reach further with, with this idea of support and connection. Awesome. So, you know, can you tell us a little bit about the actual work that you'll be doing? Uh, it sounds like that is a different type of cool job. So, you know, what, what would that be that you'll be, yeah. I guess, transitioning into? 
That's right, right. Uh, a little bit TBD to be determined <laughs> here. But, you know, the main idea will be uh, supporting our tourism partners. So there are lots of departments within Explore Asheville and the Convention and Visitors Bureau, and mine will be uh, community engagement. <clears throat> and um, my, my primary role, as I understand it, will be connecting with those tourism partners the other tour operators who I've gotten to know and cherish deeply in town, hotel partners, restaurants, uh, artists, musicians, um, all of these other people living their passions and living their dreams and sharing that with guests and visitors to town. So I, my understanding is that my job will be to remain connected to them and support them um, in the ways that I can. That's awesome. It, you mentioned uh, in the tour business that you were in, you were kind of sampling uh, different uh, different organizations. So, so now I guess your sample pot is much bigger. I guess it's now, huge. Right? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and wonderfully varied. I mean, my goodness, Asheville, you have got some quirky, awesome, wonderful things going on. <laughs> And that's what makes it, it makes it the best place to live. That's my opinion. It's so good. Yeah. <laughs> We're lightly biased. Uh, well, you, you work for the CVB, so I think you can be totally biased now about how Perfect. great Asheville is. <laughs> Thank you for that permission. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank you for sharing that. It, you know, it really, it really kind of helps illustrate, you know, that there are, um, you know, in the career center, we work a lot with the idea of what's next, you know, what it's not what you have to do for the next 40 years in your life, but what are you doing next? And, and so I think you've done a really nice job of kind of exploring how, how, what is next is whatever it is that, you know, you can chase your passions with and you can feel fulfilled by, and you can, um, hopefully be paid well enough to keep the lights on, you know, those types of, uh, those types of things there. So um, I, I wonder if you wouldn't mind, you know, this podcast is geared towards students at UNC Asheville and we are the public liberal arts and sciences university, in North Carolina. So, you know, with the idea of things, you know, being next and, you know, uh, using some, using some of your background to inform uh, what you're planning on doing going forward. You know, if you wouldn't mind just sharing with us, you know, how you've used your degree and um, what you think uh, you learned from it. Yeah, I think that's a great question. Um, choosing a degree was difficult for me. I went into college thinking I was going to be a teacher. Mm -hmm. I was sure. And I took a couple of intro to education classes and knew this is not for me, actually. And I have come back around to teaching, just not in a traditional classroom setting, right? If I'm on the trail guiding and I'm sharing about the history of the place, the people who have lived there, the, the plants and animals, I am teaching. It just it was not what I thought it would be. It, just, it doesn't look like what I thought it would look like. So it's hard to drag a chalkboard to the middle of the, to the middle of the it woods. is. Yeah. Yeah. But I think that's some, that is something I wish that someone had told me. I wish mm -hmm. that I had had, um, uh, that I had known where to, to look or who to ask, like, Hey, is there another way for me to apply this? Can I be a teacher without being this kind of teacher? And, um, Anyway, I, I am lucky to say that I, I chose two degrees I, because I didn't quite know what I wanted to do. So I did history and international affairs. 
And I was drawn to international affairs because you could sample, this is a theme I'm realizing, but you could sample from different departments and get a little glimpse into a bunch of different things. So, you know, the economics department, the history department, the languages, um, government and policy. Uh, And I feel like, so I, I went straight from graduation to working on the ranch in Colorado. I did not use it right away, but the skills that it taught me were to be inquisitive, to uh, not be afraid to cobble together uh, little bits and different pieces. And for me, you know, my goal was, uh, or my passion was to experience. And again, you made the point, you got to keep the lights on too. So how do I have these experiences and explore, but get paid and have my own retirement account set aside? Like, build an emergency savings, all of these things that sort of come with this idea of a traditional career. I had those pieces, but I had them independently. And I was working on a ranch and I was working at a Boy Scout camp. And I feel like my degrees helped me get to that place where I was thinking about life that way, um, where I knew I needed a, a financial foundation. And again, that was my goal, the experience piece. And for some people, the goal is uh, a, a really beautiful mountainside villa, right? And so their path will look different from mine. But just, I think um, the awareness of uh, what are my goals in this moment? And like, what is my long-term plan? And what's important to me? Um, for some people, it will be important to have a traditional career and, uh, you know, a, a, a predictable schedule <laughs> and <laughs> turn the computer off at the, at the end of the day. And I'm just not built like that. But through those two um, degrees, the history and the international affairs, I was able to meet a variety of people in different departments and different roles who taught me to be inquisitive and showed that there are so many different paths that you can pursue. And I, I think that was, that was super valuable. Plus this idea of setting me up for um, having these other logistics pieces in place as a foundation for life, even though I was having fun. <laughs> well, you did a really nice job of, of kind of exploring the idea of interdisciplinary uh, study and, you know, the idea of sampling a little bit. Uh, you know, we actually, that is, that's a major at UC Asheville, interdisciplinary studies is to be able to go in and, you know, just kind of, just kind of look around and explore a little bit. So it's, um, you are, you are speaking our language at UNC Asheville. So <laughs> that's, that's awesome. good. I mean, that's so valuable because we don't like, how do you know? And you mm-hmm. can listen to this podcast and hear about some really cool jobs for sure. But there are are jobs out there that have just surprised me. Like you're like, I can be paid to, to be a bicycle tour guide. I mean, there are tour guides out there who are making a living. Like this is their career. They're in their sixties and seventies and still loving it because they're sharing their passion. But you know, with this interdisciplinary studies, which is a nicer way of saying the like, sampling or checking around. anyway nicely done unca <laughs> titling that um, but but what a wonderful opportunity to uh take a look to see uh what might be a good fit for me what do i want to pursue further because i don't think you have to know for sure right when you leave college uh, if you do 
I want to meet you and ask you how. <laughs> I've had I've had so many friends who started as uh, like a, a businesswoman, but now is a, a, a doctor or uh, a film um, student who's now in the ER. Like I mean, just I don't know anybody who's still doing the same thing that they went to school for. If I'm honest with you. Yeah, it's funny. I, I tell the story all the time about how I started out in graduate school and changed my mind in grad school uh, about change, about what degree I wanted. And this is actually the first time that I have gotten to touch my undergraduate degree, which is a mass communication degree. So this is the first time in almost 20 years of professional work that I'm back into touching my professional, my training. So, uh, yeah, yeah. so you're absolutely right there. Wow. Well, you, you you touched on it a little bit, but I, I wonder, um, you know, who do you think has a cool job? Like, what you know, what's something that you think is really cool? Yeah, I thought about this a lot. Um, there are so many people. So I, anybody in the wellness community who's doing what they love has a cool job. Like, I know a, a musician. She's a cellist, and she offers sound meditation journeys, and also spends. Uh, as her job, like her full-time job is to play cello and sound bowls for corporate groups, for weddings, all over the place. She is right now um, working for two months on the coast uh, of South Carolina and running some private workshops and traveling around. I mean, that's fabulous. So there's a um, meditation instructor. She calls it woo-woo free meditation because it's instinctive. She follows this instinctive path. So we have a sound meditation facilitator and a woo-woo free one. And, um, you know, she's been flown across the country and does these presentations for these huge uh, groups and introduces meditation to them uh, in this really simple, accessible way. And she's so passionate and she loves it. So anybody who, to me, anybody who's following their passion and, with a focus on mastering that discipline or mastering that uh, area of interest, diving deep into that passion and then sharing it with others, whether you're a humanities teacher or a woo-woo free meditator or a forest bathing guide, um, this, anybody who has that kind of job is, is incredible to me. Passion, studied, sharing. <laughs> It sounds like I need to just pick your Rolodex for, for the rest of my cool jobs podcast. I think this will work out well. That's right. I will send you some tarot readers. That is a cool job. That's Those awesome. people get some really intimate information. <laughs> Whether they're ready for it or not. I, Whether they're I ready imagine. or not. That's right. <laughs> well, awesome. Thank you so much for sharing your time and your expertise with us. Uh, we really, uh, I think we, there's some really good nuggets for our listeners to learn about and, and think about their own careers and think about what's next for them and, and see that it is possible to kind of shift and transition and go from place to place and be in Ecuador and California and the Keys of Florida, uh, all in the same career. So I really appreciate uh, you sharing this, this story with us. And if you wouldn't mind just, you know, Tell us a little bit about how we can, you know, learn more about Asheville Wellness Tours and the Convention and Visitors Bureau. Sure. Yeah. Uh, so AshevilleWellnessTours.com is the best place to go to see, like, what kinds of folks they're working with there and uh, what kinds of things might be on the menu. You know, as it says, if somebody's like kind of poking around for what kind of jobs are out there, I would always say if there's a company that interests you, that maybe you just 
like call up some of those people just <laughs> to like follow through and like you're a yoga instructor tell me about it um i think that's a great resource but yeah AshevilleWellnessTours.com. Um, and then the Explore Asheville uh, Convention and Visitors Bureau, there are lots of ways to find out more, but the, the main website is exploreashville.com. And then there's also an industry website that's super interesting. They share lots of reports and studies um, and information there. That's a more information heavy industry website is AshevilleCVB.com. CVB, like Convention Visitors Bureau CVB. That's it. That's awesome. <laughs> Yeah. Well, good. Well, thank you so much for uh, for being here and for you know sharing your time, your expertise, your cool job. Uh, we really appreciate it. Thanks for listening to the Cool Jobs Podcast, a service of the Career Center at UNC Asheville. Like what you heard? Give us a like, share with your friends, and subscribe. Next time, we'll be talking to Bill Paravano, knee pain guru. So be sure to check it out. See you next time.